Welcome, everyone, back to our second episode of the Sorry Not Sorry Political Commentary. Um, I'm Kenny, and Chris is with me as well. We hope you enjoyed our first episode that was filled with a lot of information as well as what we feel like the public should know. Uh, usually we, we do them every week, but this one is going to be a little bit early due to the events that have happened within the past few hours. Uh, we feel like we should have an episode based on the events just to keep everyone updated. A lot has happened today. A lot has going to be happening within the next few hours, within the next few days. And we are two weeks away from inaugural of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, um, Chris and I are completely shocked and surprised that's what happened today. Um, we personally condone them. We wish things could have gone smoother. Um, but, you know, the left always has the worst of people and so do the right. You know, it's just something that happens. Uh, this episode, we'll be discussing the Georgia runoffs that happened last night with Purdue and Ossoff and Warnoff and Leffler, the Senate elections. We will also be discussing the protests that have occurred with the certification of Joe Biden's presidential election victory and the even the possibility of the 25th Amendment against President Trump. And they're just three short subjects, but we're going to have a lot of information with them. So hopefully you guys stay tuned. And we are excited to start out with the Georgia runoffs. All right. So the Georgia runoffs, uh, you, Kenny alluded to Republicans, as of now, they've lost Georgia. Uh, the Democrats do control the Senate 50-50 with the Vice President Harris being the tie-breaking vote. You know, but not all hopes lost. There are several moderate Democrats in the Senate. You know, Joe Manchin being probably the most moderate uh, Manchin's promise to vote against far-left policy, packing the court, ending the filibuster. He promised to vote against ending the Electoral College and against defunding the police. Furthermore, Republicans control a vast majority of the courts as well. In addition, Democrats have a very slim majority in Congress, with many moderate Democrats in the House. Um, so that's a huge factor. They won't be able to pass a lot of far-left legislation. And another factor is that the Republicans do control most of the state legislatures, and they thus get to draw the district lines for the midterm elections. Uh, so, in short, what I'm trying to say is Joe Biden and Democrats, they have to come back to the middle to govern, or they won't get anything done at all. Like, if they attempt to go left, they will lose an even larger portion of the Hispanic vote in 2022 as they did in 2020, and they'll lose more of America, provided the Republican Party can come back to somewhat of a middle ground and start unifying the country. But let's talk about Georgia. What what happened? Like, I don't believe there was any fraud this time, for sure. And all of the nation's eyes were on Georgia. And from what I can tell, the election was conducted pretty well. So how did the Republicans lose a state that used to be solid red? Well, they had a lower turnout than Purdue wanted, expected, or needed. Like, low Republican turnout should be solely traced back to President Trump, in my opinion. Because he attacked the election system, sowed doubts, and told people if they don't vote by mail, they might as well not vote at all. Uh, and thus a lot of people didn't vote. And furthermore, the Democrats had an exceptional grassroots campaign on the ground where Republicans lacked. Republicans relied on Trump in Georgia to seal the deal by campaigning, but instead, Trump spent the last two months engaged in an election fight, only went to Georgia, I think, three or four times. Yeah, as far as I can tell, Georgia was lost. Um, that's, But, I mean, we should have a lot of enthusiasm, you know, like enthusiasm but when i mean enthusiasm i mean it's not all lost you know we still have a 50 50 tie it's not like you know one thing happens and we lose a republican it's over 
we have a 50-50 tie. Kamala Harris can break that tie. However, like Chris mentioned, we have Joe Manson, who, according to my personal research, he's well known for his support of bipartisanship, which means he has worked with Republicans in the past with abortion and gun ownership. He has opposed President Obama's um, closure, closure of the don't ask, don't tell. He did not vote on the bill himself. However, he voted to remove federal funding of Planned Parenthood, and he voted to confirm most of President Trump's cabinet and judicial appointees, including Associate Justice Kavanaugh. So he's more than willing to work with our um, policies and even work with the Democrats, which I think is expected as he is a Democrat. Um, he vocally opposes a lot of the things that we worry about, such as um, Medicare for all, abolishing the filibuster, um, increasing the number of justices, which we have worried that Biden would have done, um, and attempts to re um, defund the police, which I know a lot of people have mentioned. Um, and so since 2017, he has voted with Trump's 52% of the time. That is the most of any Democrat. And he um, has done really well. You know, he's honestly the only Democrat I have a lot of support for. A lot of, well, I mean, if any Republican would run, then it would be different. But um, I think we have a lot of potential with our Senate and our House in the next couple of years. And I think we will have a lot of interesting moments in the future to come. Yeah, so uh, moving on from Georgia, we got to get to the big issue of the day, which is that the, the protested at the Capitol over the certification of the vote uh, of the electors are, have tur turned violent earlier. Someone was shot and killed. The Capitol was stormed. Offices were looted. It, it was crazy. You've probably seen the footage by now. Uh, this was something you would expect to see out of Antifa, like not those who claim to support law and order, like a violent response of intimidation to a democratic process is something you would expect to see out of Antifa, but here we are. Trump supporters throwing the American flag on the ground off of the build Capitol building and putting the Trump flag in its place. Uh, someone was shot and killed. Offices looted, like, broken into. Like, Republicans always decry how the left hates the democratic process and is violent, but then they turn and have one of the most violent protests in the past 20 years. Like, I, like, believe that, like, this marks the end of Trump's political career. Like, Attorney General Barr said it best, and no one believed him. He's a deposed king ranting. Like, now the king is trying to hold on to power without regard for the lives of his citizens, in my opinion. And I supported Trump for the last six years. Since he came down the escalator and announced his run, I told my parents he's going to win. I'm a conservative, but this is it's just too far. Like, as someone who cares about law and order and the Constitution, I cannot support stomping on the democratic process uh, and violence. I can't support, like forcing or trying to force Pence to, like, illegally ex reject the certification of votes. I can't support this kind of selfish behavior, all because you lost an election. Like, if Republicans are unhappy about the election, then change the rules, damn it. You control almost every major legislature in the state level that they are in charge of rules and every judicial that is in charge of litigating those rules. So change the rules, 
so that mail-ins are secure, so face ID is required. Don't be violent about something that is your fault in the first place that you could have complete control of. If you had major concerns about the election, why didn't you sue to delay election day? Why didn't you sue to do away with rule changes to secure mail-ins to secure the election? Why didn't you create legislation before the election? The answer is, you knew you would lose and you needed a cop-out. I blame the conservative media, like Mark Levin, Hannity, Tucker, The Blaze TV, all of them for spreading this hysteria about the election. Like, you know how I'm always critical about liberal media, gaslighting, spreading fake news, misinformation, and driving violence on the left, right? But that's what's happened here. Like, conservative media, rather than admit to their viewers that they lost and lose ratings, they saw an opportunity to make money by spreading lies, and they took it. Mark Stein, Levin, and many others encouraged violence, the stolen election narrative, and created the whole mess. They did this very thing that they accused CNN of, spreading fake news. Yeah, there was fraud, right? But it wasn't significant. But fraud happens in every election on both sides, and that should be intolerable and unacceptable, and we need a bipartisan commission to make sure it doesn't happen and to investigate. But I I, I think that President Trump's losing the positive impacts on of his presidency and his politics with this. He should have, if he would have just gone away gracefully, then he would all of his accomplishments would have been remembered. But now he's just going to be remembered for the guy who refused to leave office. Like, no one... It's going to look at the media, politics, or the Republican Party the same ever again. Like, Trump made sure a segment of America that never had a voice had a voice. He gave a generation of conservative courts, cut taxes, regulation, made peace in the Middle East, so many other accomplishments seldom talked about due to his inability to focus on the issue for more than five seconds without tweeting. Like, Republicans have so much work to do to repair themselves. They can no longer rely on Trump's populism to carry their elections. They have to organize a counter-grassroots movement across the country in every election, like Minority Leader McCarthy did with the House uh, to pick up all of those seats. Like, Republicans used to be the ones with the good grassroots efforts, but Stacey Abrams has laid the blueprint for Democrats to have better grassroots campaigns, make more state red states blue, and turn elections. Republicans are going to have two years. They have two years to raise money, organize their campaigns, find a message for issues they had no message on, such as health care, and win in 2022. I believe that several factors contributed to Trump's loss. Not fraud on a wide scale, but not ballot fraud, but maybe a different kind of fraud with some of these issues. First, his temperament, an obvious contributor, and his controversy. Like, yeah, Trump is a good motivator for his base to get out and vote, but people have underestimated how the Democrats use his temperament to get out the vote. Democrats successfully used every tweet, every controversy, every media story to drive out their base to vote. COVID, huge factor. Many simply believe that Democrats are better to handle health-related matters and stimulus. The media, from lies about the president to withholding information, clear bias. The press are the ones that rigged the election, along with big tech censoring stories, banning people, and silencing conservatives with shadow bans. The mail-in vote, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reasons why Trump lost. I don't mean fraud. Democrats had massive grassroots effort to encourage people to vote and to vote by mail. They said your vote will be counted. Just vote by mail. They brought, bought ads all over the Internet saying click here to register to vote. They encouraged everybody who was able to vote to vote. And that by that means they got a lot of votes out. Whereas Trump and Republicans discouraged mail-in votes saying basically if you're not going to vote on Election Day, don't vote at all. Thus, the high discrepancy with mail-in ballots being largely Democratic. Uh, sixth, the Republican Party has a lack of diversity. Like, Hispanics are turning red. That's a huge sign. That's an encouraging sign. But Trump has made it impossible for the party to expand its tent any further. He simply is incapable of speaking to minorities and struggling families in an understanding, compassionate, and human light. Like, it goes back to his temperament. Like, 
it's not that he's not compassionate he's just not capable of putting that into words like and obviously lastly healthcare single payer healthcare is something a majority of americans want actually but republicans have been unable to offer even a counter plan um so that's why i believe trump lost that's where i believe we're at with these protests and these protests in my opinion are protesting basically the Republican Party's ineptitude, which is ironic because they're protesting say Democrats stole the election when the Republicans had the ultimate power to fix it before the election and they did nothing. And Democrats warned them for four years that the election system was not secure. And they said, screw you, we don't care. And they laughed it off. And now they're acting like they suddenly care. Yeah, so um, I think personally the protests are going to be an interesting thing on Trump. Uh, I criticized the way he responded to it. Um, he had a lot of supporters come to protest the official certification. Um, it just looks bad on him. You know, they they got into the Senate House. They even got into Nancy Pelosi's office. Nancy Pelosi, forgive me. You know, this is definitely something that I was expecting out of like the different party, you know, but like I mentioned in the previous section, you have a lot of people on both ends that could be radical. You know, it's not just one party. Uh, you know, Republicans are very well known for saying, you know, the right, the left is always going to respond in a bad way, but this just showed that we respond in a bad way as well if we don't get our way on things. You know, we could have done it more calmer. We could have done it differently, but we chose to respond in a way that is just too radical, too severe, and it ruined Trump. You know, I'm not, I'm saying how he responded as well, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting 2024 if he decides to run, which I don't think he will. Um, I was hoping he would, but, you know, Chris and I were talking and it ruined his, you know, population, no, popular, uh, popular view with how he was towards the election fraud. You know, um, more and more people thought, you know, if he just didn't, keep on doing it he would have you know said hey 2024 i'm gonna run here you go but you know the protests today how he responded um just went an interesting route and i think you know it's gonna set stone for 2024 you know before the podcast we were talking about who do you think we should have run in 2024 i think pence but I also think we should look at a good VP if something happens. Um, however, um, a lot of things could have been fixed to make Trump win, not fraud-wise. You know, um, how we responded to the COVID pandemic, how we um, just acted in general. You know, most politicians... We had to use Twitter, you know, because of the media. But as well as that, you know, we just need to improve on how we act. Um, you know, we did very well with the House of Representatives, getting all the, um, all the 
uh, House seats with McCarthy. You know, McCarthy's a great future Speaker of the House, and I think he's going to do really well. Um, I think our future is pretty confident. You know, we managed to lose some House, no, lose some Senate seats, but we managed to get a lot of House seats, which I think is going to be the root of how we get the the House back and the, and the Senate back. Uh, another factor, I think, in which contributed to his loss would most definitely have to be how he responds to certain things. You know, um, I like how Ivanka mentioned, you know, Washington, DC, no, Washington, D.C. didn't change President Trump. President Trump changed D.C. He did for the best, but he also has an interesting way of responding to things. You know, I am a big Trump guy, you know, but I think he could have done a lot of different things during his presidency. And I think he could have most definitely uh, been a different reactor to things. Um, and, and something I need to agree with is, you know, I remember before we did the podcast, Chris and I were talking and, you know, he said, you know, if Trump just changed, you know, how he responded to the whole fraud situation, you know, we would have had a better way of him winning in 2024. But if he ran, it's going to be much different. You know, mail-in votes was another thing, you know, towards the last few weeks or even months of his thing, he said, you know, mail-in voting is going to be interesting. Well, no, he didn't say that. He said, you know, just vote however. But at the beginning, he said, you know, vote in person, don't vote by mail. So that just changed a lot. Um, I think with Hispanics, it's going to be, it's great because, you know, um, I was watching a rally in Florida before the vote and Marco Rubio was speaking in Spanish. Wait, no, that was Rick Scott was speaking in Spanish. And it just showed how much has changed, you know, with how we're able to work, not work, but we're able to have popularity. You know, we used to not have a lot of popularity with Hispanics, with the Republican Party, but now we've gained a lot of votes. And the last thing, like Chris mentioned, healthcare, you know, we just... I think that's just a big issue we've had with the Republican Party. You know, we've always been against Medicare for all. Um, and I've sort of agreed with that, you know, because I think a lot will change after that. So. And uh, tying in with the protests, the Congress, or according to April Ryan and a few other sources, although April Ryan is a little bit of a partisan, but she, she is a reporter. Uh, Congress is reportedly meeting to discuss the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. Uh, I think right now that's the only way he would leave office. I think like the more you push Trump, the more he digs his heels in. Um, so I think he's just going to use today's controversy to dig his heels in and not leave office maybe declare martial law who knows um but it's my belief that the 25th amendment is appropriate given the circumstances like i didn't think it would come to this i opposed impeaching him back in the ukraine scandal i was like what the heck that's so dumb uh but president trump has breached his oath of office 
he encouraged Mike Pence to unconstitutionally reject votes today. Like, the vice president has no constitutional power to reject the elector's votes. The constitution says that the vice president witnesses the opening of the certificates and the certification. It says nothing about him being able to accept or reject them. It just says he witnesses them. And so Trump was pressuring him to, you know, you have to reject these certificates and declare me the winner. And, like, that's unconstitutional. It violates his oath of office. So based on that alone, 25th Amendment's appropriate. But he also incited insurrection today and basically supported and spoke at the rally all the way up to the point where it turned violent. And then he said, oh, you know, it shouldn't be violent. Be peaceful. But uh, I think it's appropriate here. And Pence has to invoke it himself, I believe. I think Congress might be able to invoke it. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but if Mike Pence does invoke the 25th, I do believe that he will have an effect save the Republican Party from Trump. If Trump remains in the party for years to come and continues to be a dividing force, like, then Republicans will lose future elections by a lot because there'll be a civil war in the party even more. Like, you thought the Never Trumpers versus Trump in 2016 was bad? Get ready, because round two would be a lot worse. And they would, in effect, split and fragment and give Democrats free votes because if there's one thing Democrats know how to do, it's unite around an election. They might disagree, socialist versus moderate Democrat, but they know how to unite around election time and vote blue. So I just think that the Republicans should take the good from Trump's presidency, like his policy and negotiation style, and they should leave the bad, like the temperament, selfishness, and divisiveness out. They should say, you know, thank you for all the policy you implemented throughout your presidency, you know. We'll try to remember you for the good that you did, but we're going to take it from here, Mr. President, and they should move on. Yeah, I think one of the things that I've learned after this protest is, you know, President Trump is going to be well known for his good. He's going to be well known for his bad. But I think after today, we should enact the 25th Amendment because I love Mr. Trump. I think he's a great president. I think he's done a lot for our country, but I think personally a lot is going to happen if he doesn't, you know, um, Mike Pence has learned a lot from Trump over the past four years. And so if he runs in 2024, he's going to do very well. I think the only issue we have is making sure that we can find a good VP. Uh, you know, I think the biggest reason why we have lost a lot of Senate seats is because of Trump. You know, he's enacted a future area of representatives and Senate. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know, that's the Republican Party. That's something that's going to happen. Um, but I also think that a lot is going to be interesting to come. Um, when it comes to the future, I think the 25th Amendment would work. I think Pence would do great the next two, two, the next two weeks, excuse me, the next two weeks to come. And I think he will help with the transition. I'm cautiously optimistic with the Biden administration. And so I hope in the next couple of years, we can transition from, you know, divisiveness, you know, anger and rage to, you know, togetherness. You know, we need to be more together as Americans. You know, I remember when 
I don't remember, but I mean, when 9-11 happened, we all came together. We have not had that happen. You know, even with stuff that has happened in the past, we didn't come together. We blamed each other. And so I think we need to have more coming together as Americans than arguing with each other and being more divisive. And that's not going to happen if we keep being more divisive and hiring people, not hiring, voting for people who are more divisive. Um, I think our future is positive, but I'm also cautiously optimistic, like I've said in the past about the Biden administration, but I think it will slowly but surely get better if we manage to have Pence in 2024. Yeah, and something I just thought of, like, given the voter fraud situation, like, before we close here, the special mm-hmm. short edition is that uh, the way Trump handled the voter fraud thing made voter fraud a partisan issue when it should be a bipartisan issue. Like, we've alluded to it a little bit throughout the podcast, but, like, he made it partisan when he should have said, okay, I accept Joe Biden as the winner. Like, I concede we'll work with him on the transition, but we need to work together to make sure that our election system is secure, not only for this election, but future elections. And he should have cited Democrats for the past four years saying how elections weren't secure and that we needed better election security. And he should have made election security a bipartisan issue and not made it so much about the 2020 election, but he should have made it about future elections. And he should have made it, uh, and he should have just made it bipartisan saying it should be a universal issue that everybody wants secure elections. It shouldn't just be a partisan thing. But instead, he made it all about himself, like he does with every issue, in my opinion. And uh, he basically forced a division on the issue, making it partisan and basically forcing people to pick sides. And it has divided the country even further when voter fraud does exist on a small scale. But the fact that he even exists on any scale is troubling. We should have zero tolerance for it. And the fact that it's a partisan issue now is super troubling. Um, Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah, I but uh, I think we're going to leave it there. I uh, hope you enjoyed. I think this podcast went better than the pilot, uh, but uh, we'll get better week after week. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to stay up to date, hit that follow button on whatever platform you are watching on. We will see you when we see you next week. And thank you for listening in.